is up, guys? This is Podcast 419, and we are all about unpacking what it means for us to make and send disciples who love and live like Jesus. And in order to do that, we are having conversations about the highs and lows of doing life together. There is no conversation too big, no topic that is off the table. Thank you so much for joining us and making us a part of your week. Let's jump into this episode. Hey guys, welcome to Podcast 419. I'm Josh and this is Brian and we are here uh, to have a conversation about biblical conflict. Yeah, it's going to be a great one because all of these things have a lot of conflict in it. And so how do we walk this out biblically? I mean, the things we've been talking about in the past for these other podcasts. Like gossip, money. Yeah, yeah. So many nuances. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. so tell us, what, what is biblical conflict? What does it even mean? Yeah, so it's it's having this conflict, this this friction that can happen in relationships. So it's whether it, it could be with me and you, for example, it could be with me and my spouse, or even biblical conflict can happen with individuals who uh, maybe there is conflict between them and you're an outsider or you're somebody that's in community with those people. And so, how do you walk that out biblically? And so we, and I think we mentioned it last week. You said we take a Bible, a biblical conflict, right, and we just. Hit each other. We just get after it, yeah, right? It's like, like it's just, I'm in. Like, War of the World style, like, just gladiator, like, let's make this thing happen. Let's do it. But that's not it, right? And no. it's not David versus Goliath style either. And so, for us and for me, I have to unpack and identify, okay, so what does this biblical conflict mean? So so there's there's different references. We see it in the book of Matthew. There, there's all different um, conversations that we see in the Bible of how we are meant to handle conflict. Uh, and for me... A big piece of it is I need to separate what that person did from who they are. Like yeah. their identity isn't tied to. So it's not. Here's the difference. It would be the difference between me saying, "Hey Brian, you're a jerk. Like I can't believe you did this, and like I can't believe who. Like you're horrible. I can't." Mm. Or separating and saying, "Hey Brian, like I love you, dude. Like I care about you, and I want you to win, and I want us to win. But this happened. Like this mm. happened, and it wasn't cool. And so I want to walk through this to make sure that we we can be good." Yeah, and it, it, the thing that's really cool about the topic of biblical conflict is that these conversations need to happen so that there's reconciliation within the relationship. Like, that's what God calls us to do. And so the reason why we're sitting down having this conversation about biblical conflict is really all about relationship and not just about the person or the, the topic. Like you said, you're separating the person from what they did. Yeah, and so often, like, because it's easy to think, okay, Joe at work, like, he's the guy I struggle with. But the reality is, at least for most of us, the person that we have the most conflict with is usually the person that we we love the most because we're around them the most. Yeah. So as we as we do life together, we rub against each other the wrong way. There's friction, uh, and so the challenge for us as as followers of Christ, or, or even just if if you don't know Him, mm-hmm. right? Because we've got people who are listening that maybe don't know Him. Yeah. As people who are trying to pursue resolution, um, there are a ton of a ton of ways that we can navigate that in a healthy way. Yeah. So if we were going to be, you know, talking to people about what does it look like to resolve conflict biblically, what are some of the, th- like, where should they start? What are some of the things that they should look for in that? Yeah, I, I think heart posture has got to be number one. Like, I have to make sure I'm doing it for the right reasons. I was I was talking to a guy earlier today, and, like, he had a uh, conflict had come up with him and somebody else, and that person just texted him and said, hey, 
I want you to know I'm livid with you. Like I'm I'm furious. Hmm. And he was like, okay, cool. Let, let let's let's walk this out. And the guy was like, no, I'm not good to talk. Like I, I that's it. That's all I've got for you right now. Hmm. It's like okay, so why did you send the text? Right. Yeah. And it was probably out of pride. It was probably out of anger. And scripture tells us, hey, don't let your anger lead you to stumble. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and so if that's the case, I need to make sure my heart posture is in the right place as I navigate these conversations. Yeah, like we, we talk about it for a lot of things, but things coming from love, and I know in James it talks about uh, bringing these things to each other from love to push them towards good works. And so what is the reason? Like, do I care about this person enough where I'm willing to have this hard conversation with them because I want to rebuild this relationship like God calls me to do? And one of the really good ways to understand, can I say that in someone's life? Like, do I have that voice is about relationship? And like, do I have the relational equity with somebody in order to speak into their life and say some of these things that may seem hurtful, but is necessary if there's going to be resolution? Yeah, we can even view it like a bank, right? Like, like there's so often in these hard conversations, in biblical uh, conflict conversations, where we're making withdrawals on relationship, like it's taxing, it's sometimes even painful. It's good, it's mm-hmm. healthy, it's right, but we're making withdrawals. And I have to make sure that I am doing my part in making the deposits so that we've got something in that relationship to pull from. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's easy to think about it in the sense, like you're like talking about marital relationships, like you said, a, a oh, lot no, of this me conflict. Me and Jenny, we, we don't fight. Never, never. No. It's never happened. Yeah, I, I, would, I would guess so, because, you know... Thanks, You're man. perfect. <laughs> Y'all are perfect. Thanks, man. But here's the thing is that it's for, true, for the worry. rest of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. People, everybody else, right? All you, yeah. The rest folk. of I get us, it. We, we have conflict with, with the people that we, we love the most and the ones that we're around the most. And we think about that. We gravitate towards that to say, hey, in conflict, maybe with our parents or maybe with our best friend. But biblical conflict can happen anywhere and it, it can happen in any place. So, Maybe, how would you navigate this? Maybe if you were with someone at work and maybe it doesn't seem like a big emotional, a big connection that you have with them that you're trying to really reconcile, but maybe there's just some disjointedness or maybe you're not on the same page. How how does biblical conflict play into your everyday life? Yeah, I would say after we've identified my heart postures, I'm for that person because that's that's got to be step one. Uh, the next step is identifying, do I have... The relational equity to to make this transaction happen. Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes from there, and like I, I'm prayerfully going into this thing, I mean, step one, like Matthew, like ma- maps it out for us a little bit. Uh, like I'm pulling that person aside one on one. Like this isn't meant. Like it's not meant to be a, a public quorum where like like we're having this like forum where we're having this like conversation with. It's not a public thing. It's not a Facebook thing. Yeah. Uh, like social media. Like we love to be those social media warriors. That's not what we're called to do. Yeah. Um, scripture says we're gonna pull them aside first one-on-one mm-hmm. uh, and if that doesn't work because like again there's there's a difference between forgiveness and trust and like if they're not doing their part well okay like scripture tells us we're going to invite some people in then mm-hmm. uh, and it's not going to be just one-on-one now it's going to be like two to three on one and we're yeah. going to have that conversation and then then beyond that like it escalates even from there mm-hmm. uh, so there's a piece of it but it, it all starts down to that one-on-one like hey you and me i care about you i want us to win here's what's going on yeah. And so what about the end result of biblical conflict? Because there is a reality in some of these relationships and some of these resolutions in conflict that you may not have relationship with the person anymore. Like the healthiest yeah. thing that you could That's do is, is to maybe separate yourself from them 
Um, have you had any experience with that? Or is that even something that's healthy? Is that the right thing to do? Yeah. I, I, so I, I don't think that should be our number one response, Yeah. right? But we also see in Scripture that that it says, like, hey, if your eye causes you to stumble, like, pluck it out, right? Yeah. Like, like, I think that's also Matthew. Like, so th- yeah. there's so many references where, like, hey, there are healthy... T- where the healthiest thing for us to do, there are times where we need to separate ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's not a lack of love. Yeah. So for me, I, when I was when I was getting sober, like mm-hmm. that was a big piece for me where I was like, man, like there's just some environments and some people where I need to just step away. And it's not because they're bad people. It's not because of any other re- other than like, I need to guard my heart mm-hmm. and I need to protect myself. And sometimes uh, there are relationships that we have where we're meant to step away. I, I would say the most common would be in romantic relationships. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I think we see so often people um, trying to make those things last because they feel trapped or because they've invested so much time. Yeah. Uh, and then they're like, man, I can't step out of this now. Like, like I would be giving up all of this uh, yeah. when in reality, you're, you've got it on a bad foundation and it's not going to last. Yeah. And you're really just trying to save hope. Like you said, it's like the lost cause fallacy where it's like, I've already put so much time into it that I might as well just stick it out which can cause so much unhealth and so many other things that really just deteriorates because of it. Um, And that can be in romantic relationships. That can be in so many other relationships that happen, which is why biblical conflict is such a key topic to understand and really practice and walk out um, in healthy ways. Yeah, and I I think that the natural gravitation, so even talking about that fallacy a little bit, but really just in every, every dynamic we have is to endorse uh, passivity, right? Like it's, hey, you know what? I want peace. And yeah. so what am I going to do? I'm going to create this artificial peace of like, hey, you've wronged me or even I've wronged you. Mm-hmm. And what we're not going to do is we're not going to, we're not going to touch it. Yeah. We're just going to go ahead and we're just going to push it under the rug. We're just going to keep it in the, yeah, sure. It's going to have a mound on the rug that we're going to stumble over every now and again, but, but we're going to just keep it down there because if we just have this artificial peace, uh, then, then it's okay. And then every can, everything can feel all right. Yeah, it definitely can feel all right. But just because you're placing something over it doesn't mean it's not still there, right? And so yep. being able to not be, we were talking about it before, like being a doormat where there's there's a fake peace or there's fake reconciliation where you may be peaceful in the moment, but that hurt is still there. Yeah. That problem or that issue is still there. And so instead of just covering up a bullet hole uh, with a Band-Aid, what does it look like to actually have healing in that relationship so that growth and health can occur in that? Yeah, I, and I, I would say part of that, and we say part of our definition of being a godly man, but this is true for women too, is is we need to reject passivity. So we need to reject it. Like The idea of artificial peace has to go, like relationship is never built on eggshells. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be trying to walk on those. Um, because but here's the reality. If I can't, and this is harsh, so hear me in this, though. I'm ready. Hear my heart. I'm ready. I'm sitting back. Brian, if I can't have a hard conversation with you, then are we truly friends? Yeah. Like, if it's built upon, like, hey, we're just not going to make any waves, mm-hmm. and we're just going to play it cool, and we're just going to be calm, and like, hey, uh, something happens, oh, bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it. Like, yeah. we're not friends then. Like, yeah. we're just, we're playing friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that Jesus ever, I uh, look so many times in scripture where he was like, hey, I'm going to have the hard conversation. Yeah. Um. But on the flip side, so when we talk about rejecting passivity, we also see on the flip side, Jesus sometimes saying, hey, you know what, I don't feel the need to defend myself. Yeah. Right? And so, so how does, Brian, how does that play into, so we're not, 
we're not endorsing passivity, but there are, are situations and conflicts where we're meant to to go ahead and say, you know what, this is okay, and I can forgive without the conversation. Yeah, there, there's a, a reality to it that passivity isn't the answer, but like you said, not defending yourself because maybe it's it's not the right time to to say anything back or to to put up your guard and really block those things back um, because that's not the healthy thing. Like you said, um, so I know for me, if I'm having a conversation with my wife and I, I can see it heading to a direction where it's not going to be healthy or it's not going to be fruitful or we won't look like Jesus because we'll be arguing, the reality is, is that if I'm I'm saying, you know what, everything's fine, that's okay. There's not going to be healing or, or reconciliation in that, but it's also not okay for me to really just try to fight back and say, well, this is your fault, or sure. maybe you're doing this, but being able to take myself away from the situation, and, and, and I'm not being walked over, but there's a time and a place and a reality where the healing and the reconciliation for that biblical conflict can happen. It's not just saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to let you walk over yeah. me, or I'm just going to brush it under the rug. Yeah, I used to play a game, well, and she didn't know this, but she she since has learned. I played a game with Jenny where if we got into a conflict, um, I would choose to trust that she would own her part. Because anytime there's conflict, there's two sides to it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma used to say, like, she loved this, and she misused it. It wasn't used well oh, all no. the time, but it takes two to tango, right? Like, yeah. And there's there's two parts to every, every side of this thing. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I, I would play this game where I would literally, it would be my internal challenge to ask for forgiveness first. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't out of like pride. It wasn't like a spiteful, like, hey, okay, fine. Like, I, yeah. will you forgive me? No, it was like, I want to sincerely ask for forgiveness first. One, because I want to lead my bride. Yeah. Like, I want to show her what it looks like to, to lay, for me to lay myself down for her. Yeah. Um, the other piece is, I usually have a very real part in these conflicts. Yeah. Like, it, it's not an accident that this thing came up. Yeah. And so I have something, and it could be the initiator. Here, here's the tendency. Mm-hmm. As an adult, we still love to play this game. Mm-hmm. And it's called, You Started It. Okay. Like, it's like, that. okay, but she started it. So why am I asking for forgiveness? Yeah. Um, because I responded poorly. And, and Brian, like, what would you say to somebody who said that? Yeah, like, talking about you started it and, and thinking about, so from a Christian perspective, knowing that if we were to take that stance, that's not what Jesus would do. Because if, if Jesus had that mindset, if God had that mindset when Jesus came down to save us, then he wouldn't have died in place no, of our over. sins. Right. So understanding that if I'm supposed to continue my walk with Jesus and to look more like him, the reality of that is, is blaming or pointing fingers is not how reconciliation happens. Yeah. The only way that we're reconciled back to God is because on our behalf, Jesus came and died for us. And so in, in conflict, what it looks like for me to do that is, man, even if I didn't start it, I'll take that relational hit. I will take the burden and own up to it. Maybe even if it's not my fault, but in order to reconcile the relationship back with one another, I may need to initiate that and say that first. Yeah, and, and it's we're not saying to be dishonest. What yeah. we're saying is like own your part. Yeah. In like chronological order, irrelevant. Yeah. Like the goal is for me to and here's the cool part is my, my bride is incredibly mature. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so usually, and it's not a manipulation thing because it's yeah. not an expectation, but usually if I own my part, it's easy to have a soft heart and for her to own hers. 
Yeah. Um, it's easy. And if that doesn't happen, sure. Do we have to walk through and have those hard conversations? Yeah. Like th- there's a reality that that she did something or said something that mm-hmm. that was hurtful that we need to navigate. Um, but my heart in that, I've already modeled it, right? Like I'm all about rec- reconciliation. Like I want us to be uh, one. I yeah. don't want us to be unified. Yeah. And so she's already seen that. And so it's so much easier to navigate hard conversations when the conflict um, is being owned by the person initiating that that hard conversation. Yeah, definitely. And what I don't want the viewers to get is that this is a, a concept that's just um, in marital relationships. Oh, for sure. Because this happens um, in every in every aspect of life. Like I even know in middle school when I was running around with the wrong middle friends, school was rough. the wrong people. It's yeah, so yeah. We're gonna we we talk about not top, talking about certain topics. That's one we gonna skip because <laughs> okay. it hurts. It hurts. But understanding that. Even in middle school, like I know for myself, having those hard conversations and like removing myself from certain situations uh, was the best thing for me because sure. that conflict was truly there. And so it, for marital relationships, it just kind of puts it under a microscope and it puts it all under the same roof because you spend so much time with one another. And so that pressure continues to build. And so you get a bigger sample size because you do more life with those people. Yeah. But the reality is, in your community, whether it be your workplace, whether it be your friends, your family, those things and the conflicts are going to continue to come up. And so it's so important for us to put these into practice so that we can have reconciliation with one another like God calls us to. Yeah, and so so often it, it's it's easy to feel alone in conflict, Yeah, right? Like it's easy to feel whether, I mean, again, it doesn't have to be merit in any conflict. It's yeah. easy to feel isolated. And the big thing for me, and I know we touch on this every week, and we are going to continue because we're podcast 419. Go ahead. Like, talk about it. We are about discipleship. If you don't know where that's from, Matthew 419, check it out. That's our definition of a disciple. But here's the piece for me that I that, that I need to tie in. It's like so often when I'm having hard conversations or walking out biblical conflict with somebody, I'm going to the person that's discipling me. Yeah. Right. And just saying, hey, like this happened. Like help me understand. Okay, so and it's not about the other person. Again, we even talked about it last week. We don't need to use names, but I'm trying to navigate what it looks like to be Jesus in every situation of my life. And I am broken. Like yeah. I'm a messed up dude. And so if that's the case, like I need a lot of help mm-hmm. and I need somebody who's been there and I need somebody who's walking closely with him, closer than I am, and and helping me figure out, hey, what does this look like? Yeah. Like it's... in this conflict, what does it look like? Yeah. Yeah, having those people that have gone before you that have more wisdom, and that is so crucial because you can avoid so much hurt, so much pain, because you're having someone walk alongside you in that, which is the whole reason that God has made us for community, has made us for discipleship, and that's the call, because we get to experience that. And then as Christ followers making disciples of other individuals, we get to give that to other people as well. Yeah, that's so good. And hey, guys, like, and here's here's what I want our, our listeners to, to to take away. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you're not alone. Yeah, conflict is a part of of the fall. Like, it's not your fault that it exists, but it is your responsibility to to pursue reconciliation. Uh, and so let's do it together. Yeah. Like, let let's partner together, and not just over this podcast, but in life. Uh, as we figure this this Jesus thing out together. This old Jesus thing Come with home. all of the biblical conflict. Well, hey, thank you so much for sitting down. Loved having this conversation. And thank you all for watching this episode. We'll catch you next week. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Podcast 419. If you want to learn more about us, you can check us out on our website, podcast419.com.